The Power Connect podcast is brought to you by Inawats. Discover the Inawats difference at Inawats.com. Again, I'll, I'll go back to what we've been doing in the commercial, industrial, retail space, et cetera. We've been doing this, right? Energy management control, making, making buildings uh, like T-Mobile Arena, for example. That arena is, is, is all Schneider equipment. We Not only have we made it as energy efficient as possible, but we've also helped manage that building so that they can go from a rodeo to a concert to a basketball game uh, faster than any arena in the country, right? So there's efficiency in the energy, there's efficiency in the facility itself. So we've been practicing this across all sorts of different types of buildings. So now we're finally able to say, hey, okay, the residential segment has caught up to the need for our our innovation that we've been doing elsewhere, right? And so I think that's where we're, we are positioned to kind of explode inside this residential space. Welcome into the Power Connect Podcast. I'm your host, Fred Davis, episode 55 of the program, rolling along on a Wednesday hump day. Age is a very real thing, folks. Uh, I just want to put that out there right now for all of you uh, youngsters out there. Uh, They say that youth is wasted on the young, and uh, I never understood what that meant, but I certainly do now as I grapple with uh, what may be a broken foot. I don't know. Uh, Heard it playing basketball last night, and the pain's real. The pain's real, but we're dimping around, and uh, we'll see what happens. That's I, I say all that to say this as it segues into our guest today, episode 55, with Mr. Brad Wills, Director of Strategic Customers and Programs for Schneider Electric. And I bring that up because he is a BBN, Big Blue Nation, Go Kentucky, diehard fan. So uh, shout out to him. Uh, we talked a little college basketball, and of course, for those of you that don't know, and of course a lot of you do, Rock Chalk, Jayhawk, you know the deal. Uh, I told him we've got an open invite to Houston, Texas, as the Final Four will be hosted here in Houston this year. So if uh, Big Blue Nation and uh, the Jayhawks of Kansas make it, stand by as uh, me and Mr. Brad Wills will be ready to slug it out. So before we slug it out, though, with Mr. Brad Wills, great information, great conversation we had with him today. Uh, Never had anybody from Schneider Electric on. And just look, Schneider is one of those companies that... You don't. Re- everybody knows who Schneider is. And you know. You know that they're a big company, but you don't realize just how much of a monstrosity they are. And we'll find out exactly just how much they are uh, of a monstrosity and what they mean to the electric business here in the United States and what they're about to do in the energy transition and what they're about to do in the residential side of things. We know what they've done on the industrial side. We know what they've done on the commercial side. But what they're about to do in the residential side, well, I'll let Brad tell you about that here in just a second. But before we get to that, you guys know about my podcast partner, Inawatts. Partnership is a huge part of the energy transition, and of course, they've collaborated and partnered with ESG Global. The energy transition is being built on collaboration and driven by data, which is why the Energy Smart Cloud Platform, brought to you by InnoWatch and ESG, will be one of the most important energy data platforms in 2023 and beyond. The InnoWatch ESG partnership features ESG, the most widely used SaaS in the energy space, and InnoWatch. Their AI machine learning data powered by 50 million meters and featuring more than 7 billion data points that will not only bring all your data needs into one easy-to-use platform, but it will make billing, forecasting, risk management, and customer insights available at the touch of a button and not only digitally transform your operations and reduce your carbon footprint, but the real-time intelligence makes decision-making faster, smarter, and drives your revenue while saving the one commodity you'll never have enough of, 
time. Go to ESGglobal.com for more on the Energy Smart Cloud. Follow both ESG and Watts on LinkedIn and download the latest white paper from both companies on how to deploy the Energy Smart Cloud today. Shout out to the ESG team for uh, working with us and making that happen. And of course, uh, it was just, like I said, it's a lot of work that went into that and very excited about the potential and possibilities from the Energy Smart Cloud. Check it out. You will be glad that you did. All right, let's get right down to Brad Wills, Schneider Electric, 30-year veteran of Schneider Electric. Uh, as he alluded to, he's done everything but HR. But again, great conversation with him. We, co- we cover the gamut uh, of all things Schneider Electric and what they're doing, how they're making their way into the B2C market. Again, they've always been a B2B company. Now they're making their way into the B2C business to consumer market. We touch on that. Promoting energy efficiency and conservation and why they're primed to explode in the residential market, which again, if you've been following us on LinkedIn, uh, Fred Davis and or Inawatch, we just talked about energy efficiency and why it's not being talked about more. Well, we dovetail into that with Mr. Brad Wills. The groundbreaking grid to plug module that will change the home as an energy hub as we know it. Working with the top 100 builders in the country and why that's important for Schneider Electric and why being the most sustainable company in the world is just part of doing business for Schneider Electric. So without further ado, can't say enough about this conversation today. Please welcome to the program, Director of Strategic Customers and Programs for Schneider Electric, Mr. Brad Wills. Schneider bought Square D, which was a, a, a great American institution uh, over well over a hundred years old and Schneider's even older than that. And you're right. They've, um, they're kind of the the biggest company you've never heard of <laughs> in a lot of ways. And I think uh, an element of that is because we're up to this point, we really haven't been a B2C company, but for me personally, you know, being here almost 30 years, I I'm a, I'm a journalism advertising MBA guy who started out as a market research specialist and, as I got into the business, I was like, this is really fascinating to me. And I grew up an IBM kid. So my my dad was at IBM 30 years. So I I was the kid with the, the first computer on the block. And I was, while I don't have technical degrees, I was always very techy, you know. And so when I got into this space, we have, you know, the interesting thing about Schneider is we look at the smart energy space today and it seems like everyone's now just getting into it. Well, Schneider's been into this my entire career at Schneider, right? So we have been looking at, whether it's in residential, commercial, industrial, retail, whatever it is, ways to uh, automate those buildings, automate uh, the energy of those buildings. Uh, and you know, we created a company like Alon that still exists today, spun it off, it's a home automation business. It's doing quite well. We invented the first residential remote controlled circuit breaker over 25 years ago. And the residential segment wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. So we went and sold it as commercial lighting control for, you know, small companies like Walmart, McDonald's, and others like that. Right. And so for me, what's I think what's kept me around at Schneider's a couple of things. First of all, Schneider has a very unique culture. They really want their people to move around into different disciplines. So I've gotten to do a lot of different things. I, I like, yeah, I like to say it's easier for me to say what I haven't done, which is HR, <laughs> legal, and I used to say operations, but in the last two years of GSC <laughs> challenges, I think I can check that box now. So um, so I've gotten to do a lot of different things, but also just the constant aspiration to innovate in the space. So 
in this home and distribution or this residential space, what we've really focused on up to this point is innovation for the contractor. So how do we make our solutions faster and easier to install? And we've led the market in that way. We've also led the market in the development of like arc fault circuit protection for the safety of the home, right? We're now at a point where we're, we're starting to really transition to that point where we, we will be a uh, somewhat of a B2C company, a company that is going to provide, you know, it's funny to think we, do we provide value to customers uh, in customers today? Absolutely. Safety in their home, yeah. right? Safety from electrocution, safety from their house burning down. But that kind of gets taken for granted, right? That's kind of the table stakes, if you will. Now, I, the way we look at it is if you think about that load center in the home and the electricity flowing through it and being broken out into different branches and then going down to plugs and out uh, the switches and dimmers, it's the last bastion of unharvested data in the house. And we can do a lot with it from, a, from an energy management and control standpoint, but also there's elements of predictive maintenance and other things like that that we can we can start to pull from that to really simplify the person's life in their home. And as I like to say, that our goal is to is to make sure that the homeowner doesn't turn into the facility manager of the house, that someone else does that for them, and they can just enjoy their house and enjoy their family. The home has has a new importance than ever before in how it affects the energy transition, how it affects the grid and its relationship to, uh, you know, how people use energy, whether it's, you know, Tesla, what they've been doing. Of course, and as we alluded to, you know, now you've got GM who's now come into the fray. Uh, you've got Ford, which is doing the whole Sunrun thing. How has Schneider positioned itself as kind of, dare I say, and like you said, I mean, you know, a sleeping giant, so to speak, because you guys have a little bit of a heads up that no one's really talking about in the home yeah. energy management space. Yes, yeah, so I think, again, I'll, I'll go back to what we've been doing in the commercial, industrial, retail space, et cetera. We've been doing this, right? Energy management control, making, making buildings uh, like T-Mobile Arena, for example. That arena is, is, is all Schneider equipment. We Not only have we made it as energy efficient as possible, but we've also helped manage that building so that they can go from a rodeo to a concert to, uh, to a basketball game uh, faster than any arena in the country, right? So there's efficiency in the energy, there's efficiency in the facility itself. So we've been practicing this across all sorts of different types of buildings. So now we're finally able to say, hey, okay, the residential segment has caught up to the need for our, our innovation that we've been doing elsewhere, right? And so I think that's where we're, we are positioned to kind of explode inside this residential space and really no longer be that gray box in the garage that you never think about, but like a pivotal part of, uh, of people's lives going forward. And obviously, you know, also, I think the big the big tipping point here is this the the old uh, thought pattern of, well, I'm going to have energy from one source called an electric utility. That's that's going away. Yeah. Right. That's that's going to that's going to go away. And you're going to have. Yeah, you're going to have the utility, although, you know, there's even some communities that uh, I've talked to that are like, well, we're we're actually not going to have utility. We're just going to be 100% islanded because it's easier <laughs> than trying to figure out how to tap into the utility with 
with a community microgrid of sorts, right? But let's say you have utility, you're gonna have your solar, maybe you add a battery, maybe you have a generator or you have a F-150 lightning that you're gonna use to power your house, right? A mobile generator, if you will. And so if you look at that, you got four or five different sources or paths of power that are now potentially gonna come into the home and those have to be managed safely safely at the home level, safely at the grid level, right? So that you're not putting power back out on the grid when it's not supposed to be there and someone gets uh, injured or killed. Um, but also the the other part of that is utilities are now looking at that saying, okay, the house could be a power bank. Their, their vehicle, the homeowner's vehicle could be a power bank. How do I tap into that? and smooth my curve because that's what utilities want right they don't they don't want this up and down pattern they steady supply line so so i think what's exciting to them is how can i tap into that and 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 spread that out and have a nice flat uh supply curve that's that's easy to manage uh and then and then the other part i think is resiliency so resiliency is becoming bigger and bigger uh, in importance. I think you've probably experienced it some in Houston with some of the storms down there. Time um, or two. Time or two, right? And people are looking at, well, how do I, with an aging grid, with uh, whether it's public safety power shutdowns in California, storms in, in Texas or the Gulf or Florida or or on the East Coast, uh, what what can I do to be better positioned for that? And so, I, you know, it was interesting with with the hurricane uh, in, in Florida, there was actually a, a, a solar community that never lost power. There's motivations from sustainability overall, efficiency in markets like California where power is so expensive, right? I mean, you have an average of 24 cents a kilowatt hour can can shoot up to 50 or 60 cents on uh, time of use demand. Whereas, you know, where I live here in the Nashville area, I pay 9.5 cents a kilowatt hour all the time, right? And so that that dynamic will change. There will be more pressure on people to, to think about how do they power their homes differently for that savings. But I, you know, even here in Tennessee, what I see is with the massive growth that we have here is people move further and further out to beyond the suburbs into more rural areas, they're looking around saying, hey, this grid might not be as uh, as resilient as it was when I lived in the city or lived near the city. And, and what can I do to just have a more resilient solution? And if I can have that resilient solution, and oh, by the way, I get the sustainability as icing on the cake because I put in solar and battery, great. So I think people are going to come at it from two different angles according to where they live and what their energy costs currently are. So you mentioned the grid, and I'm glad you did because that dovetails beautifully into my next question. Of all these initiatives and everything that we're trying to get done, and you know, and obviously the IRA certainly has helped with that and kind of helped you know, uh, fuel mm-hmm. that growth, and we'll, we'll touch on that here in just a second, but transmission and the grid. And you know, some argue that the IRA didn't do enough for grid and transmission um, you know, upgrades, and as far as you know, what is this grid of the future going to look like? We know what, what, what it needs to look like, but as far as you know, how is the transmission going to get done? Because we can have all the initiatives in the world, and we can electrify all that we want to. To, but if we don't have the grid and the transmission there to help facilitate this, then you know we're kind of chasing our tail a little bit. Where does Schneider factor into all that? 
Yeah, I think, you know, we, we obviously provide equipment all along that, that transmission from the utility to the home. And, and I think there was a stat that, uh, that one of our executives used that said 80% of the electrons that flow uh, every day in the United States goes through some piece of Schneider electric equipment. Wow. So, um, so yeah, we touched that kind of all along the way, right? And uh, so I, I agree with you. I don't think the IRA uh, does a great job of thinking about the grid. Fantastic job on thinking about the individual home and incentives for that. But I think there, there really is uh, a step two that needs to occur. And I kind of equate it to, you know, when the interstate system was put into place, right? You know, I, I said, hey, we got to have an interstate system. There are multiple reasons for that. But I think we need an initiative around that to say we need grid 2.0, right? We need to have an investment in the overall grid that's not only about making it um, more reliable in its current state, but what are those distributed uh, energy um uh, gonna, how are those going to be put into the grid uh, to form a more stable grid that it's more that has more distributed instead of centralized energy generation? You are a director of strategic customers and programs. What exactly does that mean? And I'm guessing from a strategic customer standpoint, what does that look like for Schneider? Yeah, so so for me, I focus uh, mostly on our, our home builders. So we have strong relationships with most a vast majority of the, the top 100 builders in the country. Uh, so we work with them uh, to find ways to innovate together. And one of the one of the key partners we have in that area is a, a company by the name of KB Home. They're a top five uh, builder in the United States. They build a lot of homes in California. And we have embarked on a, a journey with them where we have brought to market this solution called the Energy Center. So if you think about in California where solar is mandated, well, if you <laughs> look at a typical solar install, you have, you have the load center, you have a transfer switch, you have uh, uh, the other parts and components. And by the time you get done with this, you've got four or five, six different enclosures spread across the wall with all sorts of pipe and wire. It doesn't look very good. It takes up a lot of space. It's very expensive to do because there's a lot of custom work going on on the job site. So each, each home is almost a snowflake, if you will. What we've done with the energy center is to take that and consolidate it really into one panel mm -hmm. that brings everything down to uh, one panel that has your main panel, your backup panel, all integrated in one, has a transfer switch, has a provision for where you can land um, a combiner box if you're using microinverters or with our partnership we have with SolarEdge, the ability to snap in their inverter through the back of the panel very quickly and easily. Uh, so that you end up with a solution that says, okay, I'm going to have the panel, I have an inverter, and I have a battery. And that's it, right? So it makes it much more simple to install, but also it's smart and connected. So we, we've we implemented our Wiser Energy solution into that as a, as a standard feature. It's a module that just goes right into the panel. It has two CT that goes around the mains, but what it does, more importantly, it's got an intelligent AI that is able to discern over time and see your HVAC unit your dishwasher, your coffee maker, your garage door opener, 
everything electrical in the house uh, and report that back to you from a monitoring standpoint. And then do you know, our long history of, of automated control at the panel as well as at point of use, we've brought in, we have smart relays that go into the panel. And so I can now connect my HVAC unit to one of these smart relays. And not only am I gonna get the monitoring, but more importantly, I'm gonna get the control. So if I wanna be able to set schedules or if I wanna be able to enable the home to participate in demand response programs with the utility, I've just enabled that, right? And then all the way down to our smart uh, wiring devices. So Schneider's the number two manufacturer of wiring devices in the world. Number two, because we haven't been in North America until uh, last year. So we've launched those, but one of the big innovations we've put in that is uh, every smart dimmer, smart switch and smart outlet does everything you would expect a Wi-Fi or Z-Wave device to do in terms of automation control, but it's also a meter as well. So it contributes that information back to this one ecosystem we like to call our grid to plug ecosystem for the home. And you get one app, it shows all your energy use. It allows you to go to each of those devices, whether it be the, device, the outlet on the wall or the relay in the panel and to control that, to automate that. And really our goal, this sounds weird, but our goal is for you not to engage in our app all the time, right? You're going to have this solution. You're going to, it's going to be novel for you for a while. You're going to understand, you're going to start to understand how it works. You're going to play with it. You're going to personalize it for yourself. And then you're going to kind of set it and forget it. And now it's become that facility manager for you, right? And it's going to run your home. It's going to be, it's going to optimize for your personal uh, level of balancing comfort and savings, right? <clears throat> and it's going to reach out to you when it needs to, to say, hey, we see this, what do you want to do, right? Um, but really the goal is, you know, no one wants to come home after work and jump into their energy management control app for two hours for fun, right? They want to- Very few. Wanna, very, I'm sure there's a few engineering geeks out there that are listening that are probably on their yeah. app right now while listening to this podcast, but you're exactly yeah, they, right. We, Most don't. We we have a few of those too. And, and sometimes <laughs> I have- God I bless have them. To, I have to remind them, hey guys, <laughs> most of us don't want to do that. Uh, we just want to enjoy our, our home. Um, so I, yeah, I think that's- that's where we're kind of headed. And, and those are the solutions we're bringing to market. And, and I think the other thing that really makes us different from maybe some of the other companies, especially some of the startups, is we're not taking a, um, a luxury solution approach to this, right? We're looking at it and saying, okay, we have a huge installed base of, of panels out there today. What can we do to integrate these technologies into solutions like a smart relay, which is retrofitable into any squirty QO panel, right? Uh, so someone out there today with a panel that's 20 years old can go and integrate this solution at a very affordable and scalable uh, way to start their kind of energy management control uh, journey, if you will. Whereas, you know, a lot of, a lot of the solutions out there today, the, the newer ones, um, require, hey, rip out the whole panel sure. and put in a panel that is going to have every circuit controlled, which we think is kind of overkill because, quite frankly, you don't really want to to control everything from the panel. You know, it's it, we really feel that your, your two polar dedicated circuits, your HVAC, 
your uh, oven, your dryer, the, the big users and the things that you know, when I turn off that relay, I'm only turning that off, mm-hmm. right? Whereas if I put it on a single pole circuit that's feeding eight different circuits or eight different outlets, then yeah, sure, I, I turned off the, the the curling iron in the bathroom, but maybe I also turned off grandma's oxygen machine, right? So getting that down to the point of use in those applications is where it makes more sense. So you so you've essentially then given homeowners and and folks not only a a breakdown and just a a real-time look at what their you know electricity usage and what's what it's doing but also what's being operated by what right what's being like a blueprint of what their uh, you know what their electrical system looks like not just the usage but a blueprint of what's being used now that's that i have not heard about yet (laughs) i mean that now that's the, the that that's blowing my mind right there. That that's a that's yeah. that's a proverbial game changer, as we like to call it. Yeah, and, th- and this module, Fred, is is something that you know. In my 29 years, I've only opened up my panel once and, and done any work on it. Yeah, and to put this module in, uh, and that's how. Now, I'm never ever suggesting anyone do that. <laughs> they do that. Like do that, okay? Uh, someone qualified to do that, but. You know, it is a simple 10 to 15 minute install or less for for an electrical contractor. Yeah. The most brilliant part of it is once it's connected to the Wi-Fi, you're done. There's no commissioning. There's no saying, amazing. oh, this is this circuit is that and this is that. You know, it's it's a learning system that will just quietly work in the background for for days, weeks and all of a sudden pop up and say, hey, I just saw your HVAC. Hey, just saw your TV, just saw this, just saw that. And it builds it for you. And, and the brilliance of that beyond the fact that it's essentially zero commission in the beginning is you think about as the homeowner lives in that house and things change and they add new stuff to their house, you never have to put a thought to, oh, I need to update my energy monitoring system. It'll do it for you. That's... And okay, and that actually, uh, and and this is, I love the way this conversation is going. It's almost like we're you know diehard <laughs> college basketball fans here. God bless, yeah. uh, go Big Blue. Um, energy consumption and or energy conservation, right? Uh, and 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 the role that it plays in in you know preserving the grid and and keeping it when you know loads off the chain. How can you kind of help educate the masses and let folks know? You know what? And and obviously it's with modules and tools like what you've got there. But how can you use that to help let folks know, you know what, energy conservation isn't necessarily a bad thing? Yeah, I think, you know, for us, uh, as a as a company that hasn't been uh, a B2C or business-to-consumer company, we're trying to use that avenue through our home builder partners, okay. right? And that becomes a platform for us to really uh, educate uh, potential home buyers about th- this is why you want this house. This is what's – and those are the – you know, if you go to the the KB communities that we're doing uh, with them, you'll see this is really highlighted as um, this is what's different about this house, and here's how your life is going to be different, right? Uh, the other, you know, the other thing we're doing along those lines, Fred, is we we have a really innovative innovative project that we're doing with KB. It's a community microgrid in California, and it. Definitely the first of its kind in California. Maybe the first of its kind, at least at this scale, in in, in the whole United States. And what that is, it's a community of about uh, 230 or so homes that 
have, of course, everyone has to have solar there, but every house also has a battery. But those homes are interconnected, and there's also community or centralized community batteries in there. And those 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 community batteries will use the residual charging. So the charging that you know once a home's charged up, uh, charged its battery at the home level, then that that charging that is still there will go and charge those community batteries, right? And wow. then, and then more importantly, that whole community as part of, as a buyer, as part of your homeowner association agreement, you agree that this microgrid at the community level is going to manage what loads are on and off during uh, an islanding event, whether that be because of a power shutoff or storm induced, uh, power shutdown or whatever the case may be. And what will happen is then uh, any non-critical loads are automatically isolated. And then even in the critical load section, there can be further isolation or management of those loads so that this community with two, nearly 220, 230 homes will be able to ride out a, a power safety uh, shutdown for days not hour, right? Uh, and still have have lights, have access to the critical things you need. Uh, Wi-Fi, especially yeah. <laughs> working from home. I mean, we joke about it, but you know, with the work at home movement, that becomes even more important, right? And um, and so we're those kind of projects, and I think the press that is going to that is that that is going to come from the that even here just in the next few weeks is really going to start to open uh, consumers' eyes on how you can truly live a different kind of energy life. Get you out of here with this and uh, look without question one of the global leaders in 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 the electrical space. Uh, you know that comment you made about what your vice president said that eighty percent of all electrons go through some form or fashion of a of a Schneider piece of uh, uh, equipment is 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 mind blowing to me. Residential stuff notwithstanding, what's something that Schneider has on the horizon that you know no one's talking about or that you guys are excited about outside of the residential side of things that you know you guys are working on for the very near future. Some some of the most recent projects we've done, like Fenway Park, you know, that's another Schneider facility where okay. we help them uh, manage their energy uh, as well as make it easier to manage that facility. Um, actually, you know, I guess, Fred, what I'd say is we also we practice what we preach. We apply all this stuff to to our industrial base. So if you go to our you know load center plant in Lexington, Kentucky. You'll see all of this uh, in play where we've integrated solar. We've also integrated solutions to reduce um, our water usage uh, as well in that plant. And it's really, it's really, you know, I guess I would sum it up to say what we do is make other businesses more efficient, more sustainable in their operation. And it was, I, it was best uh, I guess, recognized by Global Knights, who a couple of years ago recognized Schneider Electric as the most sustainable company on the planet. Wow. Of any industry. That's no small feat, my friend. No. And it, and, and what was impressive about it is it, you know, one of the key metrics there is 70% of our revenues come from solutions we're putting in place to make some other 
business or building or whatever more sustainable and efficient. And we have a goal to get to 80% on yeah. that. So, so in an era where, you know, look, we know greenwashing is prevalent. We know a lot of folks are, you know, putting out these initiatives that, you know, may or may not ever even be feasible. You guys actually have the legit pelts on the wall and don't really need to make any bold proclamations because you're walking what you're talking. The, the proof's in the pudding, right? And we and we even take that back to to our own suppliers. So we have an initiative to get uh, nearly a thousand of our suppliers that represent, I think, about eighty percent of everything we buy uh, for the products that we build to be net zero by twenty thirty. Okay. Right. Over. We do it for we do it forward with our customers, and now we're doing it backwards with our suppliers to make that as, as green, as sustainable, as, uh, uh, you know, as little carbon as possible, if you will, for everyone's benefit. Thank you so much for that, Mr. Brad Wills. You can catch all of the Power Connect episodes over at Apple iTunes, Spotify, and of course over at the website as well, thepowerconnect.net. If you listen to us on Apple, and we know that a lot of you do, leave us a five-star rating, we're told it helps with the algorithm, listen to most of the podcast, all that good stuff. We think we do a good job. And, well, uh, if you look at the reviews and some of the uh, feedback we've gotten over there on the uh, the old LinkedIn sphere, a lot of other folks think we're doing a pretty good job as well. What do we have coming up? Glad you asked. Phoebe Yu, Cat Day, co-founders of Etitude, Eco Living with an attitude, two great uh, entrepreneurs, they're, what they're doing in the sustainable fabric space. You definitely want to stay tuned for that. Uh, Sid Kitson from Kitson & Partners and Babcock Ranch. Uh, we've had that sitting in the hopper. We're going to release that. Jamie Smith and Jeff Starcher from Our Power. Zach Scott from Mercuria. And we've got a video coming out here in the next week or two with Inawatz's CEO, Sid Soktova, and a white paper that we've already mentioned that we collaborated with ESG on. So lots of stuff going on. And again, you can find that white paper over at ESG Global. And of course, we'll have it on our website and we'll be uh, distributing it to the masses on LinkedIn and to our marketing group as well. So stay tuned for all of that. Follow us on LinkedIn, Fred Davis and the Power Connect. Give the Innowatts folks a follow as well. Uh, look, we're trying to finish 2022 with a bang, and I think we're doing just that. Thank you, as always, to the audience, the guests, and everybody for making the Power Connect possible. This has been the Power Connect Podcast, connecting the energy transition one conversation at a time. Wake up, all the builders, time to build a new land. I know we could do it if we all lend a hand. The only thing we have to do.